Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, international name expert, Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She is the founder and creator of Namology Science, the study of the placement of the letters in a name. After 15 years of research, followed by three years of testing it in over 70 countries, she has evaluated thousands of names since 1995. Her best-selling book, Know the Name, Know the Person is the first in the sequence followed by Know the Name, Know the Spirit, and Know the Name, Know How to Connect. You may have seen her on Good Day LA, New York City's Fox News, Good Morning Arizona, and in various other cities on NBC, CBS, or ABC, or have heard her interviewed on any of hundreds of radio shows and podcasts. Today, she is hired by human resource departments in choosing appropriate candidates to interview, lawyers in how to present cases to judges, and individuals who wish to know themselves better and maximize their ability to connect with others. She also assists nationally and internationally in naming new businesses, new products, and when people wish to change their names. And I have had the distinct pleasure of being in person with Sharon at the New Media Summit multiple times, and I am just so delighted that you are here with us today. Welcome, Sharon. Angel, it is such a delight to finally get to share with you. This is fabulous. Well, you know, I think what's really fun is that you are not only a wickedly smart woman, but you have had the audacity to take something that came from the beyond and crystallize it into a science that allows people to actually have practical results delivered into their lives. And so I just really feel honored and want to applaud you for having the courage, the intentionality, and the commitment to actually making that come to life. And so I just really want to thank you for your service in that way to begin with. Well, thank you. It did take a lot of commitment. But you know, when you get the urge or the inspiration, there, of course, is a choice, but really the only viable choice is to go forward with whatever it is that's on your own path. Just as look at all the creations you've done, and especially with your podcast, it's just incredible and bringing different people together. And so it's when we get the urge or what sits in our name that says, hey, this is where we're supposed to go for this lifetime. It's really hard to say no, because other ways don't flow as well. Mm, beautiful. So I would love to have you talk a little bit about that experience. Did you have this calling when you were little? Or is this something that kind of came out of the blue somewhere along the way on your journey? 
Well, people would say it came out of the blue because it really started in my third year of teaching when I was given the 150 names of the students I would be teaching that year. And, you know, you have to make your seating charts before they come in and all of that. And it occurred during while I was making those seating charts that I was getting information about the children, but I didn't know who they were yet. I hadn't met them yet. But my mother would say it started really early because she reminded me that I didn't talk until I talked in sentences. And the first thing out of my mouth was, you got my name wrong. (laughs) So it goes all the way back because she called me Sharon and I refused to be called Sharon. I said, that's not my name. And when she went to a wedding and the rabbi introduced the Sharon that was getting married as Sharon, and she told me my whole body vibrated. And from then on, I've pronounced it as Sharon, which is what it's pronounced in the Middle East. Ah, beautiful. All right. I was curious about that. So so let's talk about this experience of, you know, here you are with 150, list of 150 students. Were you like an elementary school teacher or? Secondary, middle school. Middle school teacher. So you were a middle school teacher. You had this list of names and then all of a sudden something happened and you were starting to tell me like a little bit more about that experience. When you know your students and you care that they feel safe, because if a child doesn't feel safe in your classroom, they're not going to learn. So you want to seat them around people that they feel safe with, but not too safe where they're chitty chatties, right? And so you sit there and you really do a lot of thinking about that seating chart once you know the children. But at the beginning of the year, you randomly put them down just to take charge of your class because you don't want them to sit how they seat themselves. So normally we just throw the names down, but my brain was saying, oh, don't put Joshua next to Julie together. They're going to be clowns, you know, but separated. They're okay. Mm -hmm. Stephanie's going to be stubborn, never want her seat changed, put her over here on the side. Derek's going to need extra help. And it wasn't until I started the fourth class that all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, this is what my brain does once I know the children, but I don't know these children. I only have their names. So I went back and I wrote my impression of every single child because all I had was their names. And I put it aside until winter break. So when I looked at it three months later, you know, I knew the kids now and I was astonished at its accuracy. Mm -hmm. So my brain is thoroughly trained in patterns because I was a math major in college and I have my master's. And so I went back and I said, okay, my brain has picked up some kind of patterning How do I make what's unconscious conscious? Mm. Now, I have been a meditator since I was 18. I started on my 18th birthday. And so I think the combination of meditating every day and the combination of a brain trained in patterns was what allowed me to bring this through. And if you look at my name and you know Nameology Science, I have incredible observation skills. So it was the combination of the three. And in a lot of creations, it always takes a triad. That's like why in astrology, it takes the birth date, the birthplace, and the time. And if you look at vectors, it's always a triad. So with the combination of observation skills, meditation, and pattern training is what was it enabled me to be able to create this. It took me 15 years to figure out all the patterns, but it only takes me 15 hours to teach it. Nice. Beautiful. So let's talk about that. So when you had that calling all of a sudden to, you know, start to pursue this, you took that 15 years where you were still working as a teacher or did you walk away from teaching and just say, I'm, I'm called, I'm diving. Oh, no, I had 40 years totally in education, 29 as a teacher and 11 as an administrator. So I kept doing it. And it was, you think about, I was teaching middle school kids during the day and I was teaching college classes at night. So I had this proliferate of people 
that unbeknownst to them, I was looking for patterns in the names starting in my sixth year of teaching. Beautiful. All right. So then take us forward to the moment where you came with the name, nameology and the science and decided to like really structure it in a way that you can now serve other people. Well, I started figuring out the patterns. I started with a list of names. There were eight Davids in my life. And so I wrote down all the qualities and the characteristics of each one, said, what do they have in common? Must be in the name David. What do they not have in common? It's got to be because of the rest of the name. Hmm. You know, and that's how I started, just a list of names of common names, looking for commonalities. And that eventually evolved into realizing that it was the first name is the essence of who we are. Mm -hmm. The middle name, if we have one, is where we change and where we morph when we're under stress. So that's why some people don't handle stress well and others do just fine. And the last name represents our environment. So that's our environmental influence. And then just like in the classroom, you can act one way sitting by somebody you like and act a different way sitting by somebody you don't care for. Mm -hmm. The letters do the same thing. So you have to, after you know the letter's personality and it's like, oh, they don't sit well together. So for an example, Angel, if I took a C, which I have mnemonic devices to help me memorize. So C is charming and charismatic to cover their need to be in charge and in control. Mm -hmm. Combined with different letters, they can actually become control freaks. But anyway, then you take the letter H. And I call H the holy letter because you absolutely trust and you just let go and you let God and you go with the flow. Now you put a C next to an H. Well, the C is saying, hold on, you're in charge. The H is saying, let go, let God. You see, there's a conflict here. Mm -hmm. And so people who have a CH in their name, like a Michael or a Cheryl, it doesn't matter where it lands. Those are people that have this internal conflict all the time. So they end up doing things the hard way. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you are just really amazing in terms of how you have managed to take all of these pieces and put them together. And one of the things I'd really love to have you presence for everyone is when you started Nemology Science and started to structure this as a business and as a, something that you could teach to others, were you delivering your own consultancy or did you start there and then decide you wanted to, are you certifying people? I'm really curious about how do we get this to spread out into the world? Because I'm guessing there's some really powerful benefits to understanding how to analyze the name and how to then make conscious choices about how you're going to put people together or how you're going to interact with other people. Well, when I put it together, I really started doing it by how could we help an individual solve problems that they had with other personalities? Because you can compare two names. You can literally see where the potential conflicts are. But the best part, Angel, is you can see the solutions. The names give you the solutions just as they also identify the problems. And so that's how it started. I was giving spiritual consultations on the side. So then people started asking about what are you seeing in my name? And then they were saying, where's the book so I can learn more? Mm -hmm. And yes, I certify people and they can get that off the website. It's all online now, which mm -hmm. is really nice. And so it is spreading. Uh, so far, I'm the only one that can teach it. But like I said, it's online. But then you get questions you, after every two and a half hours, because there's six of those, you literally get to call me and ask me any questions that weren't answered in the online thing, because that's the benefit of both. Mm -hmm. And I used to do more in person. But people said, I don't rewind well. And on the, you know, online, they can rewind the recording, they can hear it again, they can pause it. 
you know, so they like that actually better. But I think you still need to be able to get your own questions answered so mm-hmm. you can call and get your own questions answered. And so it is spreading. It's also spreading because a lot of HR people that utilize the services, because I can have a job description and you can give me the list of applicants. And I've been tested over six months by a very large company because they had lots of those to do on the accuracy. And they would read all of the, you know, the resumes that came in. They would interview the people. They would call all the references. And then they would recommend to the person that called me, here's our number one and here's our number two. And so for six months, he wouldn't give me any information until I was on the phone with him because he didn't want me looking up something ahead of time, like I even had time between a family and teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I would, after 15 or 20 minutes, I'd say, okay, here's your number one and here's your number two. He never made a comment. He just gave me the next job description and people. And after four and a half months, he said to me, for four and a half months, you have given us the same number one and two as my team that's done all this research. And today... On this one, our number one and two is your number two and one. Why are they reversed? And I said, well, they're close. You'd probably be happy with either one. But this is why I put this one number two. And he literally said, you have been so accurate. We're going with your recommendation over my teams. Beautiful. So that was like almost eight years ago now. And at the five-year mark, I said, Would you mind looking? And I did this for everybody once they had hired me for five years. So I have multiple companies. And I said, would you please look at the retention rate Mm. of the people that we've recommended? Because sometimes I'll say, this person is fabulous and talented, but they're not going to stay. Right. And that's a waste of your money if you're a boss or an employer, because then you got to retrain. So I literally asked each of the companies for their retention rate over a five-year time period. And all of them were in the 90th percentile. Wow, that's amazing. So that's a win-win for everybody. Totally, totally. We're not wasting our time. Nobody's wasting their time. Nobody's wasting money. That's a beautiful, massive, and deeply researched result, (laughs) Sharon. We are going to have to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to let you know, Wickedly Smart Women, where you can find out more about Sharon. Right now, though, I'd like to invite you to help us. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We just shot through another milestone, and we are now at 67 countries around the world. I want to shout out this week to our listeners in the Russian Federation, in the Cayman Islands, in Mongolia, and let's shout out to our listeners in the Appalachian Mountains of Tennessee, which is where Sharon lives. We will be right back with the name lady. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. 
Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. She is known as the name lady, and you can actually find out more about her at knowthename.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. And uh, I just want to ask you, Sharon, what will people find when they get to knowthename.com? Like, who are you interested in really activating as a result of being on this show? Are you interested in finding more of these corporate engagements? Or are you interested in finding more people who are potentially interested in becoming certified themselves? Well, it's it's everything. I have four groups that I work with. I work with the attorneys in the juries and choosing those. I work with HR departments. I work with entrepreneurs in choosing names for their businesses and products Mm -hmm. so that you attract the right people and you're saying the right thing in your name. And then I work with individuals on your purpose and why you're here and solving, you know, interpersonal conflicts. And so I like all four, but I have a gift for your listeners. We just did it yesterday on the website. So the homepage is a little messed up, but go to any page other than the homepage because we're still working on that one after we messed it up yesterday. But it's literally my third book, the PDF, How to Connect with People Based on the Placement of the Letters in Their Name. And it takes the six vowels in the first name place, the first vowel that you would get, whether it's the first letter, second letter, third letter. And it literally goes into depth on how that is somebody's communication style. And so you will know what to do to make a long-term friendship, how to make a good first impression, what kind of gifts to give, how their learning style is. All of it is right there in the book. And it's absolutely free for all of your listeners. We just, like I said, put it up yesterday, any page but the messed up homepage that we're still working on. (laughs) Oh, by the time this episode airs, I'm sure the messed up homepage will be not messy anymore. Well, Sharon, I want to talk briefly because some of the listeners know that I've actually changed my name multiple times. <laughs> I changed my name multiple times. So I had my birth name and then my first married name. And then I changed my name after a spiritual awakening. And then I changed my name after a rite of passage. And then in the summer of 2020, I changed my name again because I got some uh, numerology, which is a different science than namology, that said that my name that I was carrying when I started this podcast (laughs) was actually really horrible for me in a whole lot of areas in my life. So this time when I changed my name, I actually made conscious choice based upon a selection that was given to me, whereas the two spiritual awakenings, it was kind of downloaded the first time and it was uploaded the second time. And I have no regrets for any of that. But I'm curious if you have anything to say about my present name, just so that our listeners can hear what it might be like to receive from you if they decided to have a consultation. Okay. Well, first, your purpose and why you're here and the timing of what you're going to be doing all comes off of the birth name, whatever is on that birth certificate. So that never changes. How you go about your purpose and why you're here is what changes when you change your name. So, Angel, in this particular version, and you know, the Indians did it as a rite of passage. Every time you accomplished what that name represented, they gave you another name. Okay. So I just look at it and I say, you're just following the Indian, the American Native Indian tradition. Your current name literally says that you will bring people to you who know how to communicate, 
who have fairness issues and want to be fair, who are learning and constantly growing in their spirituality, and they're turning their knowledge into wisdom. That's who you're pulling with you with your last name. In your first name, you are saying, I want to make the world a better place. I want my life to improve as I get older. So every year is better than the one before. I have a solid sense of self. I know who I am. Okay. And that I have moments of brilliance. I'm developing that aspect of me. I have a good memory and good organization. Observant. I don't miss much. And I have a tendency to be a workaholic. But once my work's done, I make a great couch potato. So that's some of what's in your name. Very accurate, I would say. And thank you so much for doing that. I, I feel uh, affirmed. I feel seen. I feel even more aligned with this name. And the B stands for Bonnie, just in case you're interested in that with just an I at the end. So let's see. We, wa- we have about uh, five or so minutes left. So I want to talk to you about... Let's talk about money, Sharon, because, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of people are challenged with. And so, you know, this, I think, relates to all the things that you are are working with people on. What happens in relationship with money if there's something off with your name or what people can do if they are having money issues from a nameology standpoint? I love that question, especially because I've been on over 400 interviews and no one's asked me that one yet. I love the new ones. (laughs) So if somebody is having issues with money, that will show in the name and different letters increase the money flow. Like Angel, you put a J in your name. J's have an opportunity to become millionaires. That's what a J does. Okay, but it also says I can make it, I can lose it, and I can make it again. So I would always say for anybody that has a J in their name, however you make it, watch so you don't have to go through the lose it and have to remake it again. But that opportunity is there because once you've done it once, you know how to do it for the second time. Sometimes it's a tweaking of a letter here or a letter there. Sometimes it's an affirmation that goes that peaks the the strength of the name, where it needs to be that maybe you're not utilizing the strength that are in those particular letters yet, because it comes later in your life, in your timeline than it does now. And so you want to pull it in early. So you can tweak a letter, uh, what I call tweaking a letter. And what that means is, as you're writing your name, as you're going about your days, you capitalize that particular letter that's going to help you pull that in earlier. So it may look strange to people, but you just practice your name and you capitalize that other second letter, you know, whatever letter that is in your name. You can do that. The other thing is some people have it that their money is dependent on their cooperation with others. So instead of looking at for the money letters, you're looking at the cooperation letters and who are you bringing in that is going to help you achieve that because it really says that you do best in partnership. So there's a lot of different ways that you can tweak and then you can make an affirmation also that is exactly perfect for the name that you have so that you're filling in any little holes or missing pieces that are not there in your name that you would prefer to have there without having to change your name. Beautiful. Well, it's interesting when I had that rite of passage name, Emerald Peaceful Green Forest, it was very clear, you know, the spirit said to me that the F in forest had to be capitalized, but the name was, the last name was Green Forest. So that's fascinating. All right. Well, we have about three minutes left, Sharon. 
if you have a specific success story that you'd like to share about somebody who either changed their name or uh, received guidance and support from you that you would like to share with our listeners so that they can just hear and celebrate that success story. Okay. So the first one that comes to mind is one from a lady in Florida that called me and said, everything's falling apart in my life. Nothing is working. And in fact, my husband's getting ready to die. He's on his deathbed now. The doctors are worried. And she said, and I don't know how to do the finances because he always has. And I've never been able to create money for myself. And I have children. And anyway, yada, yada, yada. And she said, so I'd like you to look at my name. And I looked at her name and she had the worst combination in her name for what I call the money issues. It's always gone before you get it. So it's, it's going out the door as it's coming in. You know, it's a revolving door. So I said, let's change your name. And so we did my process with her. It's a three-step process. I want to know who you want to be, what your strengths want to be. And then I want to know who do you want to pull to you? What are those strengths? Okay. And then I say, we've got to make a name also that still has you accomplishing what you came to accomplish because we don't want to negate that at all. So those three things combined, we came up with a new name for her. And right now she has people who have over a million dollars vying for her services. She got trained in my nameology and in handwriting analysis Mm -hmm. in both. And she's out there and literally helping so many people that different people have passed her name along. And right now she's setting up a foundation to help people that are homeless to know how to change their handwriting, what to do with their names so that they can get off the street if that's what they choose. And it's all being supported by these millionaires that she's now brought into her life. Oh, my God, that is so beautiful. Sharon, what a gift you are to the world. I am so grateful that you took your wicked smarts and did something (laughs) immensely practical. It seems esoteric, but it has absolutely powerful, practical, real world results. And so, you know, that's something that I stand for as well. So I'm really, really just grateful that you were able to come on the show and be with me. It is our government that decided that I had to call it a science and able to get it trademarked. It was then because of the process I went through and because it was duplicatable that they were the ones that called it a science. Isn't that interesting? Well, thank you, Trademark Agency. And (laughs) I think it is a science because what I see as a seer is that people years and years from now will be deepening this science and expanding this science in service to bettering everyone's experience of life. So, you know, you're a a founding visionary and I just, I just want to bow to you, Sharon, and say thank you again for being so committed and courageous and, and just really modeling, you know, following your calling. Really, really beautiful. So we are going to have to go already and we would definitely encourage you to go to knowthename.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. Really grateful to have Sharon Lynn Wyeth with us today. And listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes for you or sending questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading and listening. 
Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.